Welcome back, Quintessential Mortgage Podcast. Yet another week we are here. I'm Robert Miller, Vice President, Quintessential Mortgage, here to talk about all things mortgages. And boy, there is lots to talk about right now. It has been a, uh, I don't know what to say. If I say crazy week, it's true. Crazy month, true. Crazy year, true. The industry is just, just over the top. And... And while I hate to keep sounding like a brokered record, to me, I think what's really crazy in the last few weeks, again, has been the main story, which is rates, because they have come down to lows that are are beyond historic lows. I mean, I've never heard it. uh, Excuse me, heard it. I've never seen it this low. Although it has been an interesting week. And what's interesting about this week is that rates did start to climb. And the world is not on par with that yet. So that's an industry insider thing. So we start to see it at first. And that's what actually makes being a loan officer difficult sometimes is that the news to the general public can lag between what's out there to the general public and what is actually happening. So we've had unprecedented drops in rates and then you have a week like this week where it has not been good um or not yeah not been good listen that's just the way it is it's not terrible rates are still at their lowest level ever in history they're just not as low as they were say last week and there was a change that was implemented this week and and I think it's worth bringing up because it really hit everyone like a surprise. And it's the kind of change that does hit you like a surprise. So the um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the FHFA, um, which really monitors all government-based uh, loans um, and all conventional loans, which really are uh, feed through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which are not government entities, they're government subsidized entities, but they're quasi government at this point. They made a pricing change. And that pricing change was adding to the cost of a refinance. So there was no notice. This was no there was no update. Hey, this is coming and you can prepare for it. It was 10 p.m. at night, announced, boom. And essentially what it did was cost clients probably about a half point. Um, And what's a point? A point is 1% of your loan amount. So if you're doing a a $300,000 mortgage, it's going to cost you an extra $1,500 just based on Fannie's decision. And we could talk about this until I'm blue in the face what is the reason for Fannie doing it? And and is their reason justified? And frankly, are they not thinking out loud as to really what happens? And it's the same, honestly, it's, it's a microcosm for what happens in this country every time the government makes a decision, which is, I think, from a Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac perspective, they have seen that lenders as a whole have kept rates at bay to some extent. And that's not to say that rates aren't silly. They are. 
But given where the bond is, which is, I mean, near zero at some times, rates should probably be even lower. So that means that banks are holding back a little bit and they're holding back a little margin. Now, in defense of the banks, they've got their own problems to deal with and they have gotten hurt real bad by the forbearance situation. So it's not just purely big, bad, evil banks. There were reasons for it. But at the end of the day, I think Fannie Mae goes and they say, okay, well, we're going to adjust the margins. It gives Fannie Mae an opportunity to put some money into the coffers, which they are looking to always do. And thinking that the lenders have enough margin there, why not? What's the big deal? But the big deal is, though, and, and the reality is that it's not the banks who are going to pay for it. It's not the loan officers who are going to pay for it at the end of the day. At the end of the day, where does it go? The consumer, right back to the consumer. That didn't even take a while. I, I mean, I within five minutes of the Fannie Mae announcement, lenders were repricing and showing their change, which means immediately pass it on to the client. Now, that's normally how these pricing things work. So for anyone to think that it was going to be anything different is is just... I don't know, stupidity. I, I don't know what they were thinking, unless that's really what they intended, and, and so be it. At Overall, you're still not going to get a better time to do a refinance. You're still not going to get a time where anyone who has a mortgage should not be evaluating. We are still talking about rates in the twos. Now, mind you, far less comfortably in the twos and a lot of scenarios are popping over to the low threes a silly number just the same but um it's still great is the main point so i don't want to sound doom and gloom not at all things are are phenomenal but when you mixed that in with this past week where for the first time in i think maybe almost six weeks we started to see a consistent week of deterioration rates. Uh, it sort of spoils the pot a little bit. And a lot of it was not justified as well. In addition to the Fannie Mae decision, the reason we saw the deterioration of rates was a little bit of optimism in the economy. Um, at some point, there was talk of a vaccine that Russia has. The stock market overall is doing well. And there's some optimism in the economy. Biden picked a running mate. Uh, a running mate adds to some stability in the world as to at least people know who's running against who. So those kinds of factors will result in the market being more stable, thus mortgage rates getting a little bit worse. Um, I don't think this is a sign of anything. We're going to see mortgage rates low well at least in through the remainder of the year and very likely through 2021. And that's for a lot of reasons. And I think that the Corona crisis has made, uh, has just caused a situation where there's an enormous amount of economic problems, um, some of which have not even reared their ugly head yet. But obviously we've got a, a great deal of people who are out of work, people who've had their salaries cut, um, people who haven't maybe, at least from a year-to-date perspective, they have certainly haven't earned the, the bonus or the commission for those people who earn that. People who haven't worked the same kind of overtime they will. So 
all of this is going to factor into the economy and and that's why ultimately i think the rates will be strong um but again it happened this week fannie mae made their decision and it's something we have to live with they could do it again this mind you was only on refinances so it had nothing to do with purchases could they change their mind and make it purchases sure could they change their mind and take it away sure i I, and neither one would surprise me because it's a very nimble market and and decisions are made relatively quickly um but overall things are tremendously good now Obviously, and and I've brought this up before, but I think one of the bigger problems that we've had over the last few months, and it's been discussed before, is the concept of forbearance and how it's going to play out in the mortgage industry. We've seen some of that um, clarify itself, not nearly enough. Um, And I think there's a lot more to come. From a conventional standpoint, there are now opportunities to get a mortgage if you went into forbearance you are going to need to get out of forbearance and some of this is lender case by case so some will require that you get out of forbearance and have made three consecutive payments some won't be as strict and they'll require that you get out of forbearance and make one payment some will require simply that you get out of forbearance um A lot of them do require that once you exit forbearance, you pay your arrearage in one shot. Boom, write a check for if you miss three months, you got to write a check for three months. But not everybody. Um, And others are allowing if you have tacked those missed payments onto the back end of your loan and they did some form of a modification to accomplish that, they're still allowing a refinance, but a lot of those are requiring at that point, then you do need, say, three months of consecutive payments. So it puts your monkey wrench into the refinance market. The bigger problem is with FHA, which, which is ironic because FHA, generally speaking, is a more lenient side of the industry, but in this case, it's not. And, and I think partly it's a lot of fear as to what is FHA going to do about the forbearance uh, problem. FHA loans were um, so many more people in an FHA loan went into forbearance and such a higher percentage than say a conventional loan where it was maybe five or 7% and FHA was probably near 20%. Um, and that's a problem. So right now, those people who are in FHA loans, if you went into forbearance, in most cases, you can't do a refinance. I don't think that's going to stand. As a matter of fact, it's not going to stand. I, I can assure you that. It's, there are going to be rule changes by all the GSEs, um, by virtually every entity, to open the door so that people who took advantage of forbearance in this market still are able to capitalize on buying a home or on refinancing to unprecedented numbers that we've discussed. But those decisions are not all made right now and and there's not a lot you can do about it. Um, But I do feel confident that they will open those doors and they will make it so that pretty much everyone who 
has gotten their life back on track and is back to paying their mortgage will be able to do something. I don't know exactly when that will be. I don't think anyone knows exactly when that will be. I think over the next two or three months, we'll start seeing a bit more of a difference. Um, so we, we hope for the best, but it has been an eventful week. Um, the industry, as I've said, is incredibly busy. And what does that mean? It also means that people need to prepare timeframes properly. And loan officers in this industry need to be more realistic about how long it takes to get a loan through, through the process or through the pipeline. Because obviously the industry is geared towards customer service and saying, no problem, we'll get it done for you. We can get you closed in 15 days or 30 days, whatever it would be. Um, and I know from our standpoint that we pride ourselves in being very efficient and getting loans closed much faster than than most places, especially brick and mortar, which have always been the slower banks that could take 60, 90 days. We're at a point now where more refinances than purchases, but even the refinances, you've got to give yourself probably 60 days. Um, could it take a little less than that? Sure. And some of the brick and mortar places are going through refinances and taking three, four months plus uh, aside from the added rules that uh, a lot of them are throwing on to, to loans. And these aren't government-based rules. These aren't rules that cover the entire industry. They're lender-specific. So a brick-and-mortar bank like a Chase may say, we're only going to do loans for people who have at least 20% equity or, or more. Um, so we won't do loans for people who have less than that or people paying PMI. And that, that cuts out a big segment of the market. So we're doing it all, and a lot of lenders are still doing it all, but the time frame has changed, and people need to be more realistic. And, and listen, what's the reason for that? I, I think anyone with half a brain could figure out what the reason is, which is just pure volume. Um, in the last... 30 days to 45 days with mortgage rates coming down to the points where they were in the twos and, and still to some degree in the twos, you saw probably a doubling in industry volume. And you add to that the fact that the pandemic held the industry at bay for a little bit and then things started opening up and then people started buying homes again and people were starting to get more active and much more people were back at work. And so you had the normal refi clientele and you mixed it in with opportunity refi clientele because those who did a loan not even long ago really decided to say, you know what, it's good enough now that I have to look at this. Someone who did a mortgage maybe a year ago and they have a 3.75 interest rate for all intents and purposes, didn't think they were going to do anything. They just closed on their loan. They got a great, great rate. They should be happy. But lo and behold, boom, out of nowhere, it came to the point where, well, I can maybe get a 2.75, and that's just insane. Um, so that is what's added to the volume in the industry, and that is what is adding to the turn times. Some places are better than others. But it is something that people need to be aware of. They need to be more prepared for it. 
What are the things you can do to mitigate against that? Can you do anything so that your loan goes through the process, especially if we're talking about a purchase where the time frame becomes a hell of a lot more important? Obviously, right now we're dealing with the end of August and, and there's always a clientele who wants to get their loans closed before the school year starts. Now, we're, we're really approaching that door real soon, so there's not much time left for that. But um, what can you do to help speed these things along? One is get the paperwork that your loan officer uh, asks of you over as fast as possible and try and send over what was asked of you so if someone says please send me your last two months bank statements send them two months bank statements with all pages don't skip pages if the bank statements are on both sides remember to copy both sides and send it over when someone contacts you for an appraisal answer that call or call it back as soon as you possibly can schedule it for the first available appointment because it is all those things that are going to play a big part in how long it takes your loan to close because a lot of the mortgage industry is simply just waiting time meaning the time where we start a loan and we submit your documentation and we're waiting for an underwriter to approve it and then they approve it and they come back and say okay we are approved and we would like uh, the following items an updated pay stub xxx and x and then we go to our borrower and say here's what we need so that we can move forward to close your loan try and get those items over to your loan officer to your processor whoever's reaching out to you for these items um, and get it to them fast if you do that that will probably cut the time in half and and that is not an exaggeration it is critical that we are able to get the paperwork we need. And let me tell you, and not everyone likes it. Listen, the industry doesn't always make sense. I tell almost all new clients at the beginning of the process, I say, in the mortgage industry, to save yourself frustration, don't ever apply logic because it's not logical. And logic would be the kind of things that people might normally think, which is, I pay my bills on time, I have excellent credit, boom, it should be no problem. Not true. A lot of factors come into play, and they really do scrutinize the income level and comparing it to your debt. And, and so it's not just based purely on logic. And because of that, a lot of times paperwork becomes redundant, the underwriters are asking for things that are readily apparent anyway, but they want to have it staring at them black and white. Get those items. It's pointless to fight on those items. It's pointless to go back and forth with, I've already sent you that, if, even though maybe you didn't, but you said something similar. Get your loan officer what they, what they need. Trust me, they are fighting on the other side of that equation to limit what it is they're asking from you. So when they ask something of you, it's already something that they've tried to get around and it's like, listen, I have to get this based on this underwriter's request and it's not an option at that point. So that will help you a great deal in time frame. As we've said, the market is, is super strong. 
it hasn't been the greatest week and then we had the Fannie Mae decision but hopefully next week will be better I don't think we're going to see too many more surprises when it comes to that um, and I still do think that tra- the trajectory of late, late, <laughs> rates rates is going to be low um, well into the end of this year how low we'll see it's always going to ebb and flow up and down but it's still going to leave an opportunity for people to do uh, tremendous things for their families and saving money and shortening the terms of your mortgage and getting rid of PMI and being able to take cash out and fix up your home and so many good things there are they're just great things and that's that's what's great about this industry that's what's great about my job is that at the end of the day and while it's frustrating and it's a lot of paperwork and it's a lot of work for people and sometimes it's stressful at the end of the day there's always a positive outcome someone bought a brand new home someone got a new mortgage that is going to save their family a lot of money or someone got a lot of money out from the equity of their home so that they can consolidate their debt and start saving a lot of money or so they can renovate that home or so they can buy a second property so so many good things so at the end of the day those are good things and that's what makes my job great that's what makes my job rewarding that's what makes quintessential mortgage fun we do it better than than virtually anyone else and and all our clients who have gone through the process with us can attest for that and look up and look up reviews and we have some of the top loan officers in new york and we all have reviews about um about us posted whether it's on our instagrams or whether it's on zillow or or a whole bunch of different sites where you can look up even nmls which looks up the licensing of every loan officer so you can see the difference there anyway it's been a crazy week um it's not completely over yet. It's still Friday night. I'm actually going to be here working tomorrow. I have got a lot more clients that I need to work with. It's just been that kind of week. Um, but I still look forward to it, and I'm looking forward to the weekend, and I'm looking forward to next week. We do have a plan for next week, and to change things up, we're going to start bringing in some guests to the podcast. Um, some people who are within Quintessential Mortgage Um, and others who are outside the industry or outside obviously quintessential people who are involved in credit or attorneys or or really any tertiary avenue to the mortgage business until then i hope everyone has a great weekend as always you have questions on mortgages give me a call shoot me a text pop me an instagram anything um i am always available for clients 24 7 all our loan officers are there is no such thing as an inappropriate time to contact someone at quintessential mortgage if you need help call us but until then have a great weekend looks like the heat wave is breaking down a little bit so that'll be great because it has been ungodly hot and until next week i hope everyone has a great week and next week we'll look forward to a guest i think maybe anthony forte our president will join me and it should be a good show Have a great weekend. See you next week.